Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Digital Fortune Podcast, now under the Domain Sherpa Network. Jen Sale, CEO of the high-end domain brokerage evergreen.com, will be my guest for today's show. But before we get started, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my OG sponsors of Digital Fortune. First, we have Dan.com. Dan are one of the leading innovators in the domain name industry and widely renowned for their incredibly efficient domain aftermarket and easy transaction enablement for both buyers and sellers. I personally use Dan.com for many of my domain landing pages and I love them. I've done lots of transactions with them this year um, and it's so smooth and so simple. You guys should check them out. Second, I'd like to introduce secretbrokerage.com. Secret Brokerage specializes in domain appraisal, domain acquisition, and domain management. Don't forget to check out their tool, Sellable, for a numeric score that estimates the sale potential of a domain. Our third sponsor is none other than Domainsmoke.com. Domainsmoke has quickly become a domain industry favorite newsletter, and it's absolutely free. Dennis never misses a day of news, updates, domains going to auction, drop lists, and much, much more. So thanks, Dennis, for that great industry resource. Go check it out at domainsmoke.com. Finally, we have digitalstartup.com. Digital Startup is a premium domain boutique featuring valuable domains like digitalinvestment.com and short premium domains like nbd.com. If you want a full list, go over to digitalstartup.com and check it out. Thanks for listening to the show today and a big welcome to my guest, Jen Sale. I hope you enjoy it, guys. Hey, Jen, how are you doing? Hey, I am doing good. It's great, to, uh, it's great to have you on the show. I didn't tell you before we started recording, but this is actually going to be uh, the first show that's under the Domain Sherpa uh, umbrella. I'm actually joining up with them. So <laughs> I know I didn't want to oh. tell you beforehand, just in case you were like, I don't know, I, I won't jump on then. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Hang on. See you later. Bye, guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. So, um, yeah, we've been talking about it a little bit. And I think there's going to be like a press release maybe like tomorrow or something. But um, you're going to be the first one. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. cool. Right? Cool. Yeah, exactly. So um, awesome. there's, uh, you know, I'm really excited to, to, uh, to chat with you. I haven't ever met you in, in person, I don't think um so that will have to be that will have to be rectified at some point you know soon hopefully yes fingers crossed I'm waiting for the day that it's safe for us to travel again I know I know I feel like I feel like the Australians did did pretty well though you guys you guys seem to have seem to have handled it better than most it's been really strict um but for good reason like um I was only saying to someone yesterday, like, you know, people can make comments or criticisms about how strict it's been here. And it, it has been very, very strict. 
Um, but like, I don't have a friend or family member. I don't even know anyone firsthand who's had it here. That's just me. Yeah, um, that's that's really cool because most that's not yeah. the case here. <laughs> and that's that's like just devastating. I just yeah, very sad. Yeah, no, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It is sad, but um, we don't need to talk about that. But um, yeah, have you have like did you go to Namescon last year? Like when ifs was like kind of like outbreaking, I guess. I didn't. Um, interesting story about that. That's actually a little bit domain name related. Um, I had booked my flight, hotels, scheduled meetings. I, I was set to go. And Drew and I were actually messaging on Twitter. And I was like, at that time, people were kind of saying, oh, the people who are, there's so much hype around this coronavirus, like those people are overreacting. And I was talking to Drew and I'm like, Drew, I'm reading a lot of the same articles you're reading. And I'm starting to get really concerned about this because it was like literally like weeks within it all kicking off. And I said, what, what do you think? And he's like, oh, well, I'm not going. And I'm like, oh. And I was like, I have everything booked. And I'm like, and then I sat down and spoke to family and stuff. I'm like, I think I'm just going to hold off. So I had to go through, cancel everything. Um, and yeah, chose not to go. And yeah. I think it was, yeah, our conspiracy theorist minds were probably on on par that day. <laughs> yeah, no. So like, I, I remember talking to, I talked to Drew as well. And I think he's probably the worst person you could have talked to, or probably the best person you could have talked to about it in hindsight. Um, yeah. But um, I remember him saying like, there's no way I'm going. And, and then I was talking to my partner, Josh, showing, and I was like, dude, like, we're pretty close by, like, we should go. But like, this kind of like seems a little weird to me. Like this is like, I was considering not going as well. Yeah. So, but uh, well, yeah, that's, I guess yeah. that's, so that's I didn't why go I didn't to that me. one and I didn't get to go to the one before that either, unfortunately, but that was because my youngest started primary school. So gotcha. I've made it a rule that if there's something on like personally that I just um, in the early days, I would always show up for conference. But now if I've got family, commitments and things on I just that's what I'm gonna choose so yeah have you so you got started kind of in the domain industry around 2002 is that about right yeah 2002 yep. and what what were you what were you doing before that real quick um for about a year after I finished uni I worked for an online casino as a designer slash developer so that's, that's cool. actually how I got into this space, um, coding, and then um, started working for Dark Blue Sea, also known as Fabulous, in 2002. Uh, worked in the development sector for a while, coding different things. And the marketing manager at the time approached me and was like, why are you coding? And I'm like, I don't know this is my job and he's like you need to be in sales and marketing and I was like really like I'm it may not appear so but I'm quite an introvert um and definitely um I kind of like to sit back in when I first meet people um assess like the situation um 
And so I was like, how am I going to get on the phone and talk to these people? Like I would have mini anxiety attacks making phone calls to some of the domainers that I know very well now. Because yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to say to these people. <laughs> um, but I got over that. And now I do this. Yeah, yeah. Now, you, now you're like marketing, sales, podcasting now, all kinds of stuff. I don't, don't, don't you I participate know. in like a regular podcast as well? Like some, I, I saw something on Twitter, like something about drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Australian. So, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So we started over a few drinks. Um, we're just kind of doing it for fun. It's something like, it's not like a business or anything. Um, and we've done a couple of interviews. Um, we're still editing our latest one because obviously it's just like a side thing. It's just for fun. Um, we haven't got that one out yet, but that was with Rand Fishkin from um, Moz oh, yeah, originally. Cool. cool. You got into the domain industry around kind of 2002 and you that's when you started working for Fabulous? Yep. So at the time that was owned by a guy named Dean Shannon and Dean is like one of the very first uh, domainers. So he is in the same caliber as Rick Schwartz, um, all those guys who like first started out. Um, and when I first joined, the portfolio was a lot smaller than what it grew to. So when I did start there, I think there was like 20 people and the portfolio was maybe in the 50 to 100K names, but that grew to half a million and 75 employees at one stage. Wow. Just managing this portfolio. Wow. Mm. Cool. And you were just interesting doing, you were doing to be like at the company and to there. see it go through that. Yeah, no, absolutely. You were, you were selling the uh, names, right? So sales kind of, it was funny because um, 2005, um, I had my first son. So I took maternity leave. And prior to that, I was managing what was called the Dark Blue Affiliate Network. So we had our own affiliate network with advertisers and affiliates. Um, and we did that to monetize different domain names with their ads. And when I came back, um, everyone was kind of like, oh, well, what do you want to do, Jen? Because we're going to retire the affiliate network. Like, what would you be interested in doing? And I'm like, so I've come back. I have no job. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know, well, what is there to do? And my manager at the time was like, oh, well, no one's really like, we're, we're starting to sell some names through CEDO and Afternick. No one's really looking after that. Do you want to look after that? Um, like, it was just like this, like, no one's doing it. You can do the crappy job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um, and then within six to 12 months, um, working really closely with those guys, we started to see some growth in that and people started paying attention. Uh, then our tech team developed um, what was called the DDN API um, so that we could start automating like these transfers and everything coming through these third parties. And I would sit there and manually process them on the other side. Um, and then we started striking out partnerships with 
GoDaddy, Network Solutions, um, Register.com was separate at the time, um, a bunch of the European registrars, and we started getting traffic and sales from those guys. Um, and within, I don't know, it probably was like a couple of years, the sales revenue took over the parking revenue. And we went from a parking company to a domain name sale company. Yeah. Which was interesting because no one wanted to do that job when I came back from maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. I mean, that's how the industry evolved, right? I mean, it, it was, it was everything. Everyone was really focused on just like parking and monetizing domains as opposed to selling them. And then suddenly, yeah. you know, you got to pivot and there's been plenty of pivoting since I know. And I mean, I, sales is still the primary um, is still the primary way that you monetize your domain. But I mean, the type of domains that are valuable now are not necessarily the same domains that were valuable, you know, ten, even five, 10 years ago, because a lot of people were going for like exact match type yeah. names as opposed to brands, right? So <clears throat> yeah, everything, it's constantly evolving. Anyway, so did you go from, obviously at some point you and Adam must've struck up, uh, you know, quite the relationship since you're obviously now partners was that did you go from fabulous to evergreen so i went from so i started working with adam as soon as i left dark blue sea but we started a company called domain guardians and the idea behind domain guardians was to create a service called domain legacy Hmm. and it was so the domain name investors with really valuable portfolios if anything happens to them, whether they become incapacitated or passed away, they would have a plan in place that would protect that portfolio and their family and any um, heirs to that portfolio. Um, So we did that back in 2011. That was when I left Um, and we started Domain Guardians and there was so much interest about the service, but... um, I just don't think the industry was ready. Mm. Um, I think we were just a little bit early uh, because at the time, a lot of the domain name investors were a lot younger. Yeah. And so coming up with like your estate planning at that age, they were kind of like, yeah, that's a really good idea, but I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Um, And it just kind of, Um, organically pivoted into brokerage because that's what I'd done for so long uh, at Dark Blue Sea Fabulous. Um, And so, yeah, we just started brokering domain names and then, yeah, that really took off. Um, Yeah. Here we are. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So um, you're you're CEO of uh, evergreen.com and uh, do all of the work. That's what I've heard anyway. I mean, I think Adam Adam is... uh, um, Adam's just a cheerleader, right? He does a lot. Adam is very humble and he will not admit to um, how much he does. Um, but if he doesn't want to do stuff, I make him. <laughs> so, that's yeah, how no. it works. No. Yeah, no, I'm I'm only kidding. I know yeah. Adam. I know Adam does a lot, and um, I mean, one. I don't. I don't know if I mentioned it to you or I mentioned it to Adam, but your uh, the evergreen.com landing pages, I think, are like the most beautiful landing pages out there. And I know that you guys both oh. have like a background in design, right? So, like, who yeah. is responsible for those beautiful landing pages? Uh well, I designed them in Photoshop and then I we just like collaborate so I'll come up with a design and I send it to him and I'm like what do you like what do you hate 
um, and he's pretty honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, branding and design for us, um, it's definitely uh, something that hit that brings us together because we're both like really passionate about it. We love art. Um, and I just um, like the biggest thing for me is like if I'm out there selling seven figure brand names, I want to talk the talk and walk the walk. Like yeah. if my brand's not on point and if I'm trying to sell Lamborghinis at some crappy car yard, that doesn't make sense to me. So I feel like our brand needs to reflect the types of work that we do and the clients to to attract qualified clients as well for us. For sure. Well, I, I mean, evergreen.com is one of the most beautiful like brands ever. Um, you, you, you guys know it as well. Like evergreen is such a cool brand. And I mean, um, it's pretty cool that you use that as your, as the way, you know, you, you make all these lovely sales, seven figure sales, like you say, um, what about, uh, real quick before we kind of dive a little deeper into, into some current topics. Uh, what about sparkly? I know that you spoke with, um, Andrew Allen fairly recently about it, but it's, you, you know, you recently launched that at sparkly.com is a cool domain. Did did you pluck that one from your own portfolio or where did, where did that one come from? I have this really nice friend named Adam Strong. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, so Sparkly is one of um, Adam's names, um, and I basically uh, came up with the idea with a friend of mine, um, Luke, who I went to high school with, who's also a designer and a developer. He's got like a really successful development um, agency, and I was talking to him one day trying to come up with gift ideas and it was doing my head in um, for family for Christmas and I was like let's so I started searching I'm just like someone has got to have solved this like why like why isn't there an app where I can just say this is all the stuff this person's interested in like build a personality profile and then tell me what gifts match well that's actually really difficult Um, (laughs) Everyone's personalities are different. Um, so every time you're trying to curate gifts uh, for an individual, uh, trying to automate that is is hard. And that's the problem we're trying to solve. And we are getting there. I don't think it's going to be something that we'll figure out overnight. Um, but I'm but you know, I'm not in a rush either. Um, I'm just interested. Um like the psychology behind it. Um, Like I've been reading a lot about personality types and um, so it's totally something different to domain names, Um, but it's also an online business e-commerce. So, you know, that's the business we're in. Um, And I think it's always good to kind of get out of your comfort zone and try something different. And it, Hey, I'm not saying we're going to solve this. i I hope we do, um, but that's the goal. Um, we're going to try. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of in it from a, um, you know, speculation kind yeah. of standpoint at the moment to Specu- see how it goes. Speculation slash passion. Yeah, I just find it interesting. 
Um, again, loved like um, working on branding um, for Sparkly. So um, and now just coming up with different things to do with like the user experience, um, combining that with like UI features, um, like deal flow, things like that. I'm just really interested in all of converting ads and click-through rates and why are people clicking on this and why are they navigating to this? I just find all of that really fascinating. Yeah, that's really cool. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you guys are able to, you know, solve all the problems you want to solve, I would definitely like, I would definitely be a customer. That's like, I mean, the hardest thing is buying yeah. gifts for anyone that is, you know, anyone I have to buy gifts for, especially my wife. It's so hard. Right. Um, so, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Super I hear cool. every day. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, okay. So Evergreen, um, how, how are things going with you guys? Are you, are you, uh, are you having a, having a good year? Is it, is 2021 started off with all you wanted and more? Yeah. This year for us to date, particularly even over the last few weeks is just insane. Like, um, like really blessed stars aligning for us. Um, we're, we're doing okay. You're doing um, okay. So yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Good. I was worried about you guys. I got to say, I'm oh, glad okay. you're doing all right. <laughs> um, well, that that's really cool. I mean, so um, I know that we kind of like talked about this briefly before, but um, you know, a lot of brokerages, you know, Media Options, Evergreen, um, various others said that like 2017 was unbelievable um, for mm-hmm. like OneWord.coms and like deals were just happening and there was so much money floating around from Bitcoin and um, Ethereum because of obviously the skyrocket that happened then that they had great years. Um, do you do you feel like uh, I mean? 2017 for you was was it was it like that would you say that you had a really good year in that kind of time period yeah yeah definitely it was one of our best years for sure yeah and did Um, you did you did did you sell a lot of you know brands to crypto related companies yep we did a lot of cryptocurrency deals um with those guys um a couple of them very very big deals um that weren't published um we don't publish our sales and I know that some people are going to get some backlash for that, but um, there's a lot of reasons why. Drew doesn't publish his either. So, um, and you know, I get it, you know, to be honest, there was a period of time where I was like, I wish everyone would just report more sales. Um, I wish the brokerages would report more sales because as domain investors, you know, we'd love to see higher reported sales. But, you know, the thing is, is that actually domain brokerage and domain investing, they they have different, there's different interests in mind, right? I mean, the domain brokerage side, the interest is really in the eyes, is is really in um, for towards the end user. Um, So, you know, you're really representing different interests. Um, our worlds obviously collide in so many ways, but the, the interests are different in some ways. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I do, I kind of get it now. And then there's obviously a whole, there's various other components that we can talk about later as to why, you know, maybe reporting sales is not such a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so that's cool. So then now fast forward to 2020, 2021, I feel like the market is just like, super super hot again um and you know there are a few reasons for that but obviously crypto is is kind of like having its second cycle i would say yeah 
do you get the same are you getting the same feeling about the market and the type of clients that are approaching you than uh, kind of the 2017 time um like i've definitely seen a pickup in the inquiries and they have been even more so in the last couple of weeks uh for whatever reason um I do feel like the market's always going to go through these ups and downs. It's a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, that's one thing I've learned about domain brokering. Um, you know, you can go a month and you're like, where are the big sales? Like, hmm. what am I doing wrong? And I'm sitting there going, should I even be doing this? And I'm sure there's a lot of investors and brokers out there who think that. And then you'll have a crack a month like we've just had and you're just like well this is why I'm doing it um so yeah um like trends will come and go I do feel like we're um at the peak of a few different trends going on like the ones you mentioned um and then yeah we we've also had this influx into the space of new investors and interest into domain names and I mean I've seen that the most on Clubhouse um, which you know for us as a such a niche tiny industry like it's it makes it interesting you know to see what just to see like different opinions I mean because so many of us have been in the space for so long so I know what Adam thinks about something or I can message Braden and ask him about something and you know we all pretty much know where we all stand but then when you've got a whole new group of people coming in uh and the topics that they're discussing um are really different to what we normally talk about so that's interesting for sure for sure i mean interesting is one way of saying it there's no doubt about that um you know i i think that's a nice word um but interesting is cool that's the Uh, word i picked before i came on here because i was like you're gonna ask me about clubhouse and i'm gonna go with interesting do you know do you know what i think that's like an english or australian word to use in that kind of situation because like when 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 christine my wife who's 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 american obviously she says something that i'm just like "Eh." i always say like interesting you know (laughs) and um yeah you know so i think interesting is 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 a good word to use there um but you know talking about clubhouse i personally see uh that you know there have been like various different really like i would say like important things that have an effect on the domain industry um Mm -hmm. and i think that it all kind of the the uh, the overarching theme is kind of like digital, right? Um, right? And it kind of all got accelerated by COVID. But then, so like COVID being one of the, you know, everyone's talked about this loads of times, like so many podcasts. So we don't need to go too much into it. But obviously, yeah. COVID has accelerated digital um, thought processes from, you know, companies, entrepreneurs, and uh, et cetera, you know tenfold in the last like 12 months so that obviously has an effect on domains but now you've also got things like uh you know crypto that's taking off you've got nf nfts now that seem to you know be bringing more money into you know essentially event investing in digital assets um then you've got you know handshake domains which has just been like a really big topic over like especially for me it's been like the last 60 days that it looks like handshake is just like blowing up among people and obviously that's another yeah. component of people just like talking about digital assets and domains and stuff like right. it's all within the same kind of ecosystem um yeah. and then you've got clubhouse which is 
you know, bringing all these people together, right? So then mm -hmm. you've got all the people that are interested in crypto and all the people that are interested in NFTs and Handshake and, um, you know, uh, all the entrepreneurs. And now we're like able to get in one room and talk about these kind of things. So yep. for me, all of, my, all of these things are having a positive influence on the domain industry. Do you kind of see it the same way? Yeah, I do. Like, um, I mean, not everything has been um, rainbows and sunshine on Clubhouse, as you know. Um, I kind of feel like platforms like Clubhouse either bring out the best in people or the worst in people. And I've been in rooms where people have been screaming at each other, arguing, and I'm like, the introvert in me is like, leave quietly leave quietly <laughs> why can't there be um, like an option that's like leave with a bang or something <laughs> i don't yeah, know peace out yeah exactly um, um um but then i've been in some great rooms um and you know some really interesting domain name rooms um and non-domain name rooms so um i'm interested to see where that app goes um like having been around when Twitter first started and Facebook first started and I don't, you would probably remember, oh, maybe you don't remember, you're a lot younger than me, but when Facebook, Facebook first started, you had a very simple profile where you answered like four or five questions and you could just write a status. You couldn't upload photos. I don't even, you couldn't, at, initially I don't think people could comment on your status. It was just like a, you'd be like going to the shops today Woohoo! Like, <laughs> yeah. it was so random. Kind of like um, more Twitter-esque. Right. And now you see where that's evolved to. You see how Twitter's evolved, Pinterest, like any of these platforms. So it'll be interesting to see where Clubhouse goes. For sure. Yeah, um, there's no doubt about it. We, we probably have no idea, like, what this is going to look like. And they're obviously right. going to keep iterating. So, yeah, no, I, I yeah. definitely agree with that. I mean, mm. I, I think I was, I think it was Adam actually that may have mentioned this, that he was in a room talk where some, where a bunch of people were talking about digital assets. And he said, and I think it was, I'm sure I'm, it may not have been Adam. It may have been someone else, but I think it was him who said that domain names wasn't even mentioned. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, which is, you know, what is like, what does that mean for us? Like, do we just do a poor job at like, illustrating that these things are assets for, for, for companies and individuals? Um, I don't know. I, and one thing that I'm always thinking about is like, where are domain names going? What does the future look like for us as an industry? Because on the occasion, I will get feedback from either my 16 year old son or his friends, um, or some of my friends' kids who are like 18, 19, and they don't even use browsers. They just use apps. Yeah. So think about that. Like, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, those guys, the people that I'm speaking about, the younger people um, are still in school. Um, so maybe when they do progress into careers and companies that may change um, because perhaps the internet, the browser is to be a more mature platform. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, 
any domain investor that says they're not like a little bit, you know, I would say maybe someone who's got a large portfolio, you know, I think might be worried at the fact that to the younger generation domain names are not important. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that is actually a fair thing to say is that the younger generation don't think domain names are important, whether they're entrepreneurs, uh, or whether they're the consumers. Um, and, um, you know, I was, I had someone in a clubhouse room the other day, his name's Adrian, um, nice kid younger than me, uh, which is like quite rare these days to find someone who's interested in this kind of space. That's young, like, because like that, that's what we were kind of talking about is that like, there's not that many domain investors that are that young. And I would expect like right now, especially with everything that's going on, that I would see loads of people like that, all these guys that are interested in like NFTs and crypto, like why wouldn't they be interested in domain names and stuff? They're more interested in like social media handles. Right. Right. Yeah. Social media handles. Ugh, headache. (laughs) I know, but they don't, Um, you know, I think that we have pretty good reason to say like, it is why would why would you want to why would you want to invest in like social media handles and and your social mm-hmm. media like status and all those followers when it can get easily taken away but i don't know people don't seem to worry about that too much yeah i think um like i think social media handles um club names domain names they all fit into that or under that brand protection umbrella and i think they're all important um when managing your brand online. Um, It's always something that, you know, we always tend to have these side discussions with clients, buyer clients, like what handles they have, um, you know, um, what name they're going by. Is it the domain name or do they have a completely different social media handle? Um, I think they're all important and they all... um, they're just it's, crucial to like your online brand. They serve like, different purposes, right? I mean, the way right. the, 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 you know, the reason why you invest in social is not the same reason why you invest necessarily in, yep. you know, a domain name. It's, yep. you know, you, you, you use them, they comp, they complement each other, but you use them for different things. Um, right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you think about, when you think about like going off the, Going off back to the topic of domain names, you know, we, we talk about those like crypto and uh, NFTs and then, you know, within that kind of uh, blockchain and decentralization realm, we've got handshake domains that have been so popular yeah. recently. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't done like loads and loads and loads of like research and everything. I haven't been bidding on them. I'm not like super into it, but, you know, I know enough. I know enough to like have formed an opinion about it. Um mm-hmm. And one thing that I just I just can't get my head around is the fact that I feel I personally feel like it's a lot of kind of like the crypto community and people that are really interested in Bitcoin decentralization that are you know quite obsessed with with handshake and the you know an alternate uh, root DNS uh, system um, and I like my my the thing that I don't quite understand is like at the end of the day, the, these like domains and stuff, they're, they're, they're for end users, right? Everything is for, is for an end, end user. That's why they have value. But I don't see end users today, at least the ones that matter, the ones that make up, you know, uh, the majority of the value. I don't see them having an issue with 
you know, a centralized uh, route system. I, I think that, right. in fact, I would say most of them probably are, uh, they want a centralized route system, like it's beneficial mm -hmm. to them. Um, and they've invested a lot of money in acquiring those domain names, uh, you know, as well. So I don't know, I just find it really, I, I find it like it's targeting a certain area of, of um, and I guess a certain community that maybe... Yeah um cares a lot about decentralization but I, I, the bulk of the the value um that you would hope to derive from from creating a a, a root system mm -hmm. i don't think they do care about it well that's my opinion what, what do you yeah. think um i think as like a brokerage company um i don't really pay too much attention to things until I have to deal with them. Yeah. So unless a customer or a client comes to me and says, Jen, this is how we want to acquire or sell the domain name, then it's just not on my radar. Yeah. So I hear people talking about it and it's like, oh yeah, it's just, for me, it's just a little bit of noise, but until it becomes relevant within my business, um, I really haven't looked into it much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that, I think that's fair. I don't think that, yeah, for me, it, it, I think about it from like, is it worth me like investing a few dollars into acquiring these domains? It's like maybe like a hedge and whatever, which maybe it is, but yeah, like you said, you're not going to get, <laughs> you're not going to get people coming to you and saying, Hey, can you secure me that handshake domain? Um, right. For a, for a long time, I, I would suspect. Um, yeah. And probably never. That's my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but what I can say is that it, it's driving up the talk around just domain names in general. Um, do you follow, do you follow like the wholesale market much? Uh, like I used to yeah. like a lot more. Um, and uh, we do manage a couple of domain investor portfolios. Um, one very large one and a couple of smaller ones. Um so I kind of like see movement within those portfolios, what they're buying, what they're selling. Um, but most of my clients are end user. Yeah. Um, so really like, and, and like high value domain names. Um, that's kind of the niche that we've decided to target um, because I don't know what that saying is verbatim, but it's like, it's better to be like excellent at just one thing than mediocre at a lot of things. So um, I, I had this discussion with Adam many years ago. I was just like, I just want to focus on this one tiny niche of domain name brokering. Um, and that is really high value one word.com domain names. Um, to the point where, you know, we get a lot of people that want to work with us and some of them have really great um, two-word.com names. But, um, you know, one of my friends who's been really successful in business, he always just said to me, just stick to a lane. Have one clear message, stick to a lane. I like that. Um, and so we do that. Um, so even for, so that large, not even for that large portfolio holder, you're not doing anything but one-word.coms in there, really? So we, we do get like sale inquiries for them, but that whole entire process is quite automated within our own system. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, our focus, like the core focus for us is definitely buying and selling those big, big names. Um, and you're not going to sell those every day. And it was interesting because I heard Rick Schwartz speak on a clubhouse the other day and he was like, you know, my aim is to sell two to three domain names a year. And similar to us, like we don't, we're not a volume business. Like I don't need to sell a hundred domain names, you know, in, in, in a year. Yeah. Um, we can sell 10 domain names and make the same revenue. Yeah. So that's definitely our focus. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. I think focus, I think that's the right word. It's focus. Focus yeah. is, is certainly important, especially when you're, um, yeah, especially actually, I mean, for, for me, um, I think about, uh, the, the industry from a different kind of a slightly different standpoint, cause I'm an investor. Um, yeah. but you know, when you're, when you're looking to build a business, I think focus is always key. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Let's say like from a wholesale standpoint, like the really good oneword.coms have gone up, let's say like five, five X in value over the, the last, let's say two to three years. Like it's literally yeah. like, it's literally gone up that, like I would say like yeah. three to five X. Um, yeah. Would you say that it's similar on the, like from the retail standpoint, would you see, would you say prices have gone up in, kind okay, of in, in yeah. the same trajectory? For sure. So w when I say like we don't really do wholesale, like we do still acquire domain names for some very well-known domain investors. Right. So those guys, um, but when they work with us, when they work with Evergreen, they are looking at that over $100,000 range. Mm -hmm. um, and I can even tell you like 12 months ago, the handful of investors that I work with to help them acquire names, we were chasing oneword.com names in the five figures. So mid to high fives. Um, and we were getting a few. The good names, you can't do that now. Hmm. It, it's that 100 to 150 is wholesale for yep. oneword.com. Uh, yep. Maybe even up to 200, 250, like for a really good one. Yep. But um, a part of that discussion that I have with them because we usually then represent them on the sell side as well is what do we evergreen based on the data that we have think we can flip that domain for mm -hmm. them. Um, yeah. So that discussion always happens. Um, and yeah, I mean, thankfully we work with really smart investors um, who invest in really good names who typic that are typically quite easy to then sell to end users. Do you, are you doing a lot of uh, 
uh, outbound as well, or are you mostly kind of? I I know that you've actually is it you're you're quite you've been you've provided quite a few cool little nuggets on uh, on Twitter and stuff, and also a little bit of comedy, which is always good as well. I love a little bit of uh, Gen Cell comedy here and there. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so you I mean you do outbound as well, right? Yeah, and outbound is hard. Yeah, and yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> it's it's um i've been doing it a long time um and you know i i can tell you right now like when i take on a name for outbound i want to be sure that i can sell it because it's a lot of time resources and money just flush down the drain if i can't move that name within my exclusivity period um so we're super selective um of the names and we we actually have one that we are doing at the moment a very big name that i can't mention but it's a it's a big name oh no um, what was a buyer <laughs> no i can't i can't mention this one but we will spend for example to give you an idea of like how much time goes into this um on a big name we'll spend anywhere from 3 to 4 weeks just building a list and building a list is not just going oh, here's a bunch of companies that sell cat food. So yeah. I'm going to hit up everybody that sells cat food. No. Mm. Let's say cat food is priced at $5 million. No, but I'm just saying let's say. <laughs> um, you also have to then like research the companies that you're hitting up. You want to know that they're in a position to potentially buy it. Do they have the money to buy it? Um who are the people in charge over there? What are their recent business activities? What are they, like, this is how far we delve down. We will even like, like research into co-founders, like, you know, what they're invested in, what they do um, just to figure out, like, is this person the best buyer for this name? And that really, they become qualified prospective buyers then that's you've got to qualify these people before you reach out or else you're just wasting your time and I I I was guilty of that in the early days I was like more is better I'll email everyone um but it's not the case that's not how you sell the really high value names uh so one it's like building that really qualified list and then you have to know how to pitch yeah. Um, and a really great book that um, Adam gave to me many years ago was called Pitch Anything. Um, and it's got some great nuggets in there. Nice. nice. <laughs> so I definitely recommend that book for people in sales, for people doing outbound domain name sales. Like you'll read that and you'll take a lot away from it. That's cool. So like how early in the process after you've built your list, do you try and get on the phone with a, with a prospect? The first thing that I do when I like to do um, what I call soft touch at the beginning. So a soft mm -hmm. touch for me is reaching out via email. Um, and one of the nuggets that I, that I did tell people um, on Twitter was always copy someone else in when you're emailing an executive or a C-level representative because it makes them accountable and it can create a conversation with them and they become more motivated, whether it be for or against, to get back to you. Um, so yeah. I, I'll email them and I just kind of gauge, 
do you have any interest in this domain name? Like, do you have any questions? Do you want to discuss it? Um, but always hitting them up, get them on the phone. Hmm. And if possible, get them face to face. I mean, it's so hard these days. Um, but we have not been shy saying we will jump. I'll jump on a plane to the States. This was pre-COVID. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, Adam would be like, just get on a plane. Just go see them. Um, and that that would be the extent that you'd have to go to. I mean, if you're dealing in like seven figures or even the eight, if you're selling a name for eight figures, if you think that you're going to sell it through a couple of emails, you're not. Yeah, 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 no it way. It takes a lot more than that. Yeah, unless unless it's voice.com. I'm sure that I'm sure that was like probably the easiest eight figure deal ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. From I, I mean, I don't know much about that deal, but I yeah. my understanding is that it was quite quick and it was a bit desperate. So And I do see we see that too. Um it, it, it goes one way or the other when you're doing the big deals. They'll either like happen within overnight or like 72 hours Whoa. like it's super quick or it's months yeah months of back and forth with contracts um even the negotiations take a long time um and sometimes you're getting down to like dollars it's just crazy but um it's worth it in the end yeah oh, well i can I, it's certainly worth it in the end yeah no absolutely All right um yeah. yeah no that's that's cool so um let's talk uh let's talk a little bit about uh kind of like current events so we know that right now um uh, there's been a little bit of there's been a little bit of chatter on you know, various news out like media outlets and name pros about um this kind of like saga with uh brent's names that got locked in godaddy mm-hmm. because of um i guess some legal disputes uh, let's mm-hmm. say, um, I, I mean, a lot of people are talking, you know, talking about what that means for them and their portfolios and the security of their names. Um, and just, you know, I, I feel like it's an interesting topic in general, uh, in terms of, you know, who you get your names from or, um, you know, the security of your domains and, uh, the privacy and the, pri- the privacy, like all of those things, now kind of come into question i think people are going to start to be a little bit more careful there right and i think i mean i am a very big advocate for treading carefully when dealing with someone i don't know online and um i haven't read all the transcripts um so and and nor am i close enough to brent to have discussed it with him so Mm. I, i don't really want to make a comment on his particular situation but the first thing that I thought was what is his relationship to this person like how were they connected and it may be out there I don't know I haven't I haven't read into it enough um but it's it's you know in for me when I'm dealing with people um on on like bigger deals it's always people I know um or you know, I can look up someone's track record and I can see what they've done. I mean, I've gotten so many clients purely based on my LinkedIn recommendations because yeah. people can go and see if I am truthful about what I'm telling them. 
Um, and it's not me just saying, yes, I can do this and I can do that. They can go and see that a third party has, has um, backed me up. Um, but I just think it's really, um, it's an awful like situation to be in. And I feel for Brent, um, like I know that if Adam, if, if that was Adam happening, we would be freaking out. Mm. Um, so I, I can imagine he's doing the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I, so like for me, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I think that one of the things that I think about immediately is like Brent, obviously, you know, in terms of the specifics of what's going on there, I don't, you know, like, like you, I don't, I don't know enough about it. I don't really want to comment on it, but the overarching theme of it is like Brent, uh, you know, Brent's names are very famous, you know, like, and what by famous, everybody knows what he acquires. Every time he acquires a name, it gets, it goes in domaininvesting.com or domainnamewire.com. And it's, you know, written about all these high value names. He's got this website, you know, with, with, you know, it, it literally says I own hundreds of millions of dollars worth of domains. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. does that make you a target? Mm. Yeah, it does. Right. A hundred percent. Um, and going back to why we don't publish any of our sales or business activities, um, it's not just because our clients appreciate that and the clients, that, the types of companies and people that we deal with, they don't want their business dealings um, out in public. And so that's a big driver. But the other driver for us is security personally for us. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, particularly online, um, that will want to take advantage of people. There's dangerous people out there. Um, there's a reason why I don't have Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp anymore. I don't have them. Um, I'm very careful about what I do say and share on social media, although sometimes it's really bad jokes. Um, <laughs> I like your but, jokes, by the way. They, I, I, I get it. Like your, your humor is is very similar you get it to my humor. You, you've got the Brits, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I think that yeah, the the Brits and the Aussies kind of get it. Um, and I think I've I've um, I got a couple of other friends from the UK. They all get it, but I'm just like, I think some of my American friends are like, I think Jen's crazy. What was the other one? The, what was the one the other day? It was like someone wrote, "I need a sale," and you were like, "I'm right here." Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. that was too good to pass up that, that was, was too, too good to you got a lot of likes on that one uh, <laughs> yeah um he left that way open so I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got to do it yeah. um but look yeah I think the, the biggest takeaway um from this situation that we're seeing unfold right now is just always be sure to protect yourself be really careful about who you're dealing with um whether it be service provider or a broker or a client like do that due diligence and um protect yourself always yeah yeah i mean i think i think that it's it's uh, yeah like you said it's it's eye-opening for a lot of people in terms of like you know how you know easy it is to potentially be taken advantage of and i don't know if that's the case in this in this scenario but you know it, with the with the with the surface level things uh that 
I've seen it looks like you know there are a few loopholes that you can get taken advantage of and put get get in a in a in a situation that is certainly uh, scary for for most people. So um, and you know there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of talk about how it's handled and how it might be handled differently at different registrars. Again, I you know I I do business with GoDaddy. I like GoDaddy. Um, but you know, there, there's undoubtedly going to be some questions circulating about, you know, how is the right way to handle a situation, situation like this going forward? Because now yeah. everyone feels like the kind of like the playbook has been, is, is out there in terms of like how you can take advantage of someone if you know that they've got, you know, a bunch of high value names. Right. So, yeah. 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 Yep. And, and I think it's interesting about the registrar, um, topic that you brought up um and i'm definitely not um an expert on ICANN policies or regulations at all we've got someone who handles that for our the couple of registrars that we operate um but godaddy is an intermediary in that whole entire situation and i recall when i worked at fabulous um we would receive many udrps that would come to the registrar for the registrant. Mm. Um, so whether it be that we were sent a copy or we were sent the only one, we would then have to pass that on to the registrant. Um, and there were policies and things that we had to follow per ICANN's rules and things like that. Um, so I, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, throwing a lot of shade GoDaddy's way. And I know that Paul and Joe would have been copying it in email and, and messages um, from a lot of people. And it has um, a lot of people are moving their names away mm. from GoDaddy because of this, because they think it's, you know, GoDaddy shouldn't have taken this action. But I, again, I don't know enough about um, what their legal responsibilities would be in that situation in terms of liabilities. And people like Joe and Paul would just be doing what legal are telling them to do, yeah. um, as I would. I would just be saying to my lawyer, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. Um, so we just need to see how that unfolds. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's just worrying for the people that like make a living from domain names and or pour their life savings into buying high value sure. domain names, right? Like it's like for Brent, it's okay for his names to be locked up. I mean, okay for his names to be locked up over the course of you know whatever it's been like a year um because yeah. he's obviously done so well and he's got plenty of cash he's got other businesses like he's not he's not he's not like hurting right but like right. for someone who was like it was their primary business and maybe they didn't have like massive exits like brent like could be life ruining right exactly and that's scary for i i think it even like i said i'm sure that brent would be similar to any of the other larger investors, if this, if this happened to them, they'd all be stressing out about it. And on the other side of the coin, I've no doubt the guys over at GoDaddy would be scrambling to figure out what is going on because Brent would have been, would be one of their highest or was one of their highest profile um, portfolios. Yeah. Um, so I just don't see any winners in that whole situation, sadly. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that one thing that we know for sure is that cybersecurity in general is going to be a big theme for the future. Um, yeah, that's for sure, because the more the more time that people are spending online, the more time that we talk about digital this and digital that, 
it yeah. all it all what that means is is that security and cybersecurity is going to be the next you know if it wasn't a big thing already it's going to be even bigger um sure. there's just no there's no yeah. there's no avoiding it because it's what people are concerned with now because all of their all of their interest is tied up in 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 the digital cyber world so that's right that's right yeah. and i think like one one of those really big ones for me is data privacy um, in terms of your personal data and who is collecting that and how they're using it. Are they selling it? Are they paying you for your data? Because I know that if I had to submit a form to a company that was asking me a survey, they would pay me for that. Yeah. But are they? No, they're not. So what do you get in return? You get to use these platforms. So, and where do they actually make their money? Not from the platform or the advertising. It's from selling your data, which yeah. to me is just like... A lot of people don't like end users, my family and friends, when I talk to them about this, like their mind is blown because they don't understand the landscape in the way that we do. Um, and I think there's going to be some really big changes to come in terms of cybersecurity, data privacy, protecting yourself online. Um, and and I, I think it has to happen sooner rather than later, for sure. Yeah, there's going to be so social media in general. There's a there is some kind of reckoning coming in that in that regard. Like I think that the heydays have have been you know fine and strong and good and well for for these for these companies for a long time. But there's there's certainly a lot of attention on that data now and uh, how it's used and why it's used in the way it's used and politics yeah. is involved with it as well right in in so yeah. many ways and yeah there, there's there's you know one thing i know for sure is that there's there's a reckoning approaching um yeah, for sure. so uh yeah i mean it's interesting stuff um but yeah i mean we've we've been we've been chatting for a little bit i want to just you know circle back a little bit to um the domain market um yep. What do you what do you think for for 2021? I mean, we've started off we've started off strong. Um, you know, there's been a big injection of stimulus into the U.S. economy, which is you know I yeah. would say the biggest uh, the biggest market for domain names, um, yeah. and you know that comes with you know big loans, forgivable loans to companies that you know take on a lot of cash. Um, and then don't have to pay it back. Um, so yeah. there, there's a lot of money flowing around, right? And uh, I yep. think that benefits the domain industry and it benefited the domain industry in 2020. Does it carry mm -hmm. over into 2021? Does it keep going? I think so. Like just from what I'm seeing at the moment, I think it's going to be a really strong year and that may flow into 2022, hopefully as well. Um, and then it might quieten down a bit and then we'll see new trends again coming and different things happening and possibly within like two to three years when international travel hopefully is back. Um, then I think when that happens, um, we will see another big peak as well in our space as people get out there and they can travel internationally, they can have these face-to-face -face meetings um, so I reckon, yeah, we will keep going strong this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's cycles, right? I mean, there's there's yeah. always cycles, um, no matter no matter which way you spin it. And I mean, we've, I think people have been saying it for a little while now, but it feels like we're at the top of our 
you know, we're at least approaching the top of this cycle uh, at the moment um, in various different markets. Um, yeah. And I think that the domain market is just did obviously did very, very well in 2020 when others maybe haven't done so well. But I think digital business in general did well. Right. I mean, like all of the top, you know, Facebooks, the Googles, the Apples, they, you know, they all did great. Um, it yeah. was it was kind of like the more brick and mortar type stuff that suffered, um, which was kind of just an acceleration of what was going to happen anyway. I don't want right. to sound like I don't want to sound like uh, I don't know um, rude, but um, the 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 fact of the matter is is that it kind of all it did is forced out the businesses that were going to go under anyway. In my in my view, yeah. um, and yeah. then you know accelerated the businesses that were on the right track for the way the world is is changing. So, um, yeah. I I agree with you. I think that I think that the domain market in 2021 is going to be is going to be pretty hot and um, uh, yeah it's 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 a lot of fun working in this space. So maybe in maybe by 2022 though you'll have you'll have solved the issue of uh, gifting people pr- uh, presents and you won't need to worry about you won't need to worry about the domain market anymore because you'll be super famous for like solving the like the most complex problem on earth. Oh, man, it's a tough one. I'm gonna try. <laughs> It really is. It really. I, I, I honestly thinking about it. Like, if you could solve that, it would be like crazy cool, right? I mean, you would be so famous. Right. <laughs> oh, but I mean, you just think of the the other possibilities with technology like that in being able to profile a user and their personality type and their interests and commercializing that. That can be applied to a lot without of things. without stealing their data. <laughs> well no i don't steal data no i'm saying like without steal without stealing their data yeah, right with, like oh, for, without, for you exactly. for you for you exactly. it's like it's like you input this and then we we realize this exactly. and then you input that and exactly. we realize that well like i'm sure like facebook right now could tell you what kind of gifts you like you know it's well <laughs> facebook's probably listening into our call right now yeah, right. <laughs> it's probably exactly. an old cookie that i didn't find sitting there on my browser <laughs> exactly exactly i know for sure that like some of these social media people like they know exactly what i would like for uh, for christmas before you know my wife does just like actually to be fair um, i don't really know what i would like but if i did know what i would like they would know as well <laughs> right they tell you what you'd like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. that's actually more like it. They tell me what I would like. It's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well. Yeah, cool. Cool. Well, I enjoyed this conversation. I think that, um, you know, we can wrap it up. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, yep. What was, uh, you know, before we before we finish, was there anything that you wanted to, to mention? Was there anything that you uh, wanted to promote? Uh, what's going on? Really? Um, I mean, we're always on the lookout for um, like short, uh, I like positive connotation or category one word dot coms. Um, I even reached out to you the other day. I've got a couple of buyers with pretty healthy budgets. They're okay. Um, So yeah. uh, But I mean, I did post on Twitter a while ago is my domain name a one word dot com. And it's a very simple <laughs> diagram with yes and no. So if you're going to send me any domain names based on this, please go and find my Twitter diagram. And if you end up at no, then I'm not the broker for you. Okay. There might so, be others out there. So zoommeeting.com is not, you're not looking for one like that, right? That one no. doesn't fit. Got it. No, okay. No. All right. I think, I think, I think that, 
Um, most people will not understand what you mean by one word.com, Jen, to be honest. I think that's going to fly over a few people's head, but we'll yeah. see. That's why, I create, that's why I created the diagram. And I like, love the was, diagram. <laughs> I, had, I, I couldn't believe I had to create it, but um, I, I still use it to this day. So, um, but yeah, it's all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really appreciate you, uh, you chatting with me and being the first, uh, first person that I talked to, uh, under the domain Sherpa network. So, um, I know it's pretty cool, right? I mean, I, now yeah, I get to, very... now I get to, um, uh, maybe hang out with JT and, uh, Drew a little bit more. Ooh, um, yes. Maybe, maybe even, maybe even, um, Maybe even get a, like a sneak peek into uh, into the media options world. I don't think so, Ooh. but <laughs> I don't think so. But no, no. Thanks a lot, Jen. I really, I really appreciate, uh, really appreciate you talking with me. I feel like it was a really good topic. And um, yeah, if you uh, if you have any good one word coms, you can reach Jen. Go to uh, evergreen.com. Definitely. Thanks for having me, Josh, and have a good one. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Bye.